Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. If you like this podcast, check out It's a Vet Tech Life and That Girl Needs a Filter, the other two podcasts produced by Megan Noel Podcast. So, everyone knows New Orleans has a history of voodoo and is still known for it today. However, I found out that my home city has a past of it too, but is it voodoo or hoodoo? Okay. So, I'm going to start by explaining the difference between voodoo and hoodoo. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Voodoo is spirituality mixed with Catholicism, and hoodoo is not mingled with religion. Hoodoo is what we have here in Savannah, and it's practiced by the Geechee people. There's a long history of ritualism in cemeteries, both for purposes of good and evil. In the Low Country South, we find the Gullah and Geechee people the most prolific in the practices of post-Africanism with what they call root. The Geechee culture is a remnant from what was once a society of black slaves. The area they call home stretches from the savannah southward to an area just below the Geechee River. Oftentimes, this culture is mistakenly called Gullah, but in actuality, the Gullah people existed in an area to the north of Savannah between Defusky Island and Charleston. The two people are similar, but they're not interchangeable. Both are rooted in slavery, but the Geechee people have a history and tradition all their own. So, that's kind of your difference between voodoo and hoodoo. Voodoo has ties to Catholicism. Hoodoo doesn't really have ties to religion. That's interesting. So, do we have hoodoo? Freed after the Civil War, these island people would often group near the coast where both fishing and farming was plentiful. And the community developed with their own dialect, one similar to pronunciations elucidated in Joel Chandler Harris's Uncle Remus stories. In addition to what amounted to their own language... Also, the Geechee, or Geech for short, this culture also had an elaborate belief system. Through their African descent, the stretch back before the time of pharaohs in Egypt, these beliefs are centered in the deep spirituality, believing in both ghosts and in a type of magic cast by charms, potions, and amulets. Okay. So, this magical ability to cast spells is called conjuring or casting root. Makes sense. And it's actually pronounced conjuring. Okay. Yeah, do you see the breakdown that I'm looking at too? A magical spell itself is a conjure. A magical spell itself is called a conjure. The spell is often cast by bearing a bag or bundle on the property of the unsuspecting victim. And they are also ways of conjuring involving secret potions to drink, powders, nail clippings. And the most powerful talismans are graveyard dirt. If you watch, if you watch Charmed, you'll see that that they use that too. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's. I mean, you think about the graveyard. It's what dead people lay. Yeah. And you know. They have so much luck. Yeah. But I mean, that that would be when you're talking about conjuring. The reason it's that way is that was their dialect, which mm-hmm. the Uncle Remus thing ties in. You're you're conjuring. You're pulling up from the spirits that have gone on before, kind of thing. That makes sense. So that yeah, that's where the cemetery ties in. I would think. Okay. So. 
Someone then skilled in the art of casting spells would be called a root doctor. Okay. Now, I've actually heard of this before. I just didn't know what it was. So, or a witch doctor. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing. A root doctor, witch doctor, same thing. Okay. Um, they can be employed if you feel that magic is being used against you and they'll protect you from evil for a fee. Yeah, what's that chick's name um, on Pirates Caribbean? That's kind of what she does. Oh, um, Calypso? Yeah. Isn't she like the goddess? I don't know, but she, they went to her and they were getting like, he, he got his dirt, his jar of dirt um, <laughs> to protect him mm. so he could always be on the land. But um, that's that's the same concept as you're trying to come after me and you're like threatening me with some Magical spell. force. Yeah. So I was fine. I'll go over here and I'll get my little witchy doctor person and I will take care of you. And of course, like I said, four feet. Some people, this was how they made their living. You know, it's how they survived. Yeah. Well, however... A witch doctor is very different from a witch. Not to be confused with like the Hollywood version, like like on Charmed. Yeah. Witches in this tradition look no different from regular people. Witches are more akin to modern day vampires because the belief is that they do not only suck blood, but also steal the life force or essence of the victim. Ooh, witches did that? That's what it said. Okay. So, to have your essence or blood stolen by a witch is known as being rid or ridden. Okay. So, if someone looks poor or sickly, the assumption is that a hag stole the person's energy in the middle of the night. They are being rid by a witch. Okay. One example of this took place in the 1940s on the eastern edge of town. There is an area that used to be called Old Fort. Mm-hmm. And there's a story about a love triangle going wrong. Oh. A man named Jack Wilson had married a girl named Evie, even though another woman, Melinda, had shown a lot of interest in being his bride. A few months into the marriage, Jack and his new bride were beginning to feel weak and tired. Okay. Jack noticed that he would feel more tired upon waking than he had when he went to bed. So he began to suspect that he was the target of a witch. He didn't tell Evie what he suspected, deciding instead to lay a trap. He went to bed at the usual time, but only pretending to be asleep. He had taken to bed with him a large axe handle, which he put alongside himself under the covers. His wife dozed off, and for a long while, nothing happened. Just as Jack himself had started to fall asleep, he heard the window in the bedroom slide open. He could hear someone or something enter the room. And Jack said he were, or it's reported that Jack remained motionless and waited. He felt something walking on the bed, so he opened his eyes and saw a large black cat between him and his sleeping wife. It climbed onto Evie and she began to choke and cough in her sleep. It was sucking out her um, essence or whatever. So this is when Jack decided to jump up out of the bed and swing the axe handle at the cat. He, he hit it in the side and it screamed with rage and pain, but it was a woman's scream. Okay. The cat scrambled off the bed and leapt out of the window into the night. Jack ran to his wife to help her. Jack put his hunting dog on the scent of the cat and he took the axe handle along too. The dog followed the trail about half a mile, stopping at some bushes. The dog began to snarl and bark. Jack pushes the bush aside and found Melinda. She was laying on her side with three broken ribs. When she saw he still had the axe handle in his hand, Melinda begged Jack, please don't hit me again. I promise to leave you and Evie alone. All right then. Maybe that's where part of the, the legend, belief, whatever, that um, don't have cats around your babies because it'll suck the air out of their lungs. What? You've never heard that? No! Yeah, you don't want cats around your infant because it'll suck the air out of their lungs. It, they, they get up and just like that, they get up and get in the child's face. You've never heard that? No! Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm not really cats overly... Cats don't do that. I'm not overly a cat person. So like, why would you have a cat? 
or in your child anyway. From a medical standpoint, cats don't do that. I kiss on our cats every day at work. <laughs> no, no, no. On a sleeping child. You at work, you awake most of the time. I'm not a child either. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. That's pretty cool. Anyway, if you start thinking that this tradition is gone, consider what was personally witnessed one night while driving on a lonely back road near Beaufort, South Carolina. It was seen that people were digging in a graveyard at midnight with their only light source, a single flickering candle. And this was definitely hoodoo going on. The person said that when they saw that, they locked their doors of their truck and hit the gas. Okay. Like, why else would you be digging in a grave? I don't know. That's interesting. Um, It was on Halloween. Um, This woman I used to work with at the hospital loved her death. Her and her husband rode their motorcycle a lot. And um, they rode it with some groups. They rode it by themselves. But this time, they just were like, let's go on a Sunday afternoon drive on Halloween. And um, it was getting duskish, you know. And they came. They would um, go to a lot of old cemeteries, like... The one, this one specifically was like a little small piggy path road, practically getting to it. Um, but it was back off the road and they were like, you know, you know, we'll go look around. We haven't been there in a long time. See how, how it's grown up or who's taking care of it. But when they went to turn down the road, there was some kind of dead animal on the sign and on the sign, on the sign to the cemetery. And they're like, because that was a um i think in this case it was a satanic um worship was going to be there that night how but do you know that she I, I, god she told me you're 24 so she told me this story <laughs> 30 years ago but um she said yeah she said we got the heck out of dodge because that we knew that was what was going to be going on oh my, my god oh that's right here in effingham oh my god mm-hmm. yep well i'm not sleeping tonight <laughs> I'm the one telling the creepy stories and I'm the one getting creeped out. <laughs> yeah, happened over 30 years ago. You're good. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's creepy. But I mean, that that's where that, that's what these people do. But like, I wouldn't have known that was a sign for that. No, I was like, oh my God, are you serious? I don't remember what it was. It wasn't like, say, a, a raccoon or a fox you'd find in the woods or something. Like a pig? Was, no. I mean, it was like. A dog? Yeah. Like a common animal. A cat? I don't remember. Was it a black cat? Was it a black cat? It was a common animal. I don't know. I feel like Snowball and Secret Life of Pets. Oh, tell me it was a blender. Ooh, <laughs> uh, tell me to blend it. Uh, I wish I could remember. I mean, like, it's a 30 year old story, at least. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. That is. I really wish you could remember more. Yeah. I, um, they did that a lot, though. And they. I wouldn't after that. <laughs> well, I guess that brings us to the next part of this discussion. Is there still hoodoo today? <laughs> I'll be willing to bet you there is. While interesting, though, this was really a side story that we got off on, but it really had no ties to the hoodoo voodoo culture other than trying to explain a few things and that things may still be going down today. So we're going to get a little back on track now with the hoodoo voodoo culture in Savannah. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, do we have voodoo, hoodoo, whatever in Savannah? I mean, it's complicated by the fact that the Geechee practice hoodoo, not voodoo. So there's no Catholicism rolled into it. But Mm -hmm. the answer ultimately is yes. There's a tradition of what they call like voodoo or voodoo. But how widespread it is or has been is debatable. Unlike New Orleans, a city that has these practices out in the open 
even if it's just for tourism's sake at this point in time, mm-hmm. it's it's just their thing. Savannah historically was much more of a puritanical city, known to be associated with such things could literally even mean your death in Savannah. I can believe that. Yeah, I mean, whereas New Orleans, it was a widely practiced. It was accepted. They had a voodoo queen. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the thing. So even if some of it may have been misunderstood by the punishers here in Savannah, Mm -hmm. the root doctors and Sagomas in response took nearly all of it underground as a culture. And it misses the eyes of most visitors to Savannah and even those that live here. I can believe that. I mean, it's just become such an underground thing because mm-hmm. of the time period in which they lived where it was more widely practiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are doing the evil side of it, for whatever reason, I can definitely see you wanting to hide it. But it doesn't say hoodoo is the evil side. It just says it's not rolled into Catholicism. Right. So it would be considered the evil side. If there's no religious connection to it. Okay, then it's just magic. Yeah, then it's just magic. And, of course, that turns into evil. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, even the Bible itself, it never says magic doesn't exist. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's even, I wish I could remember where it's at. It even says at one point, Mm -hmm. if you come upon a witch. I remember that. Yeah, you remember that one? I remember that from Charmed, actually. That's what I was thinking, yeah, when Piper was afraid to go in the church. Yeah. Yep, yep. That, um, I think it, I think I'm remembering it from Charm, not from the Bible. But um, I think it even said that you were to kill it. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Now, this does not give anybody any right to go killing anybody because no. I think they might be a witch. This is not Salem. This is Savannah. Exactly. exactly. And I claim no responsibility to any of your actions. No. No, because I don't think you want to kill them. If they are the evil side, you might want to just leave the crap alone. You might want to just back away and bow down nicely. Killing them is probably going to get them pissed off. And then he'll be dead for all eternity. And in the words of Eddie Murphy, I'm going to be kicking them off for all eternity. For all eternity, exactly. You know? I mean, you kill me all you want to, we'll be your ass all eternity. There you go. You don't go screw with the ghost, I'm telling you. But even at that, like, go play with the ghost, it ain't fair. Like, they can touch us, we can't touch them. Like, <laughs> there's just so much that goes into this whole, like, voodoo, hoodoo, ghosts, and yeah. afterlife stuff that. It's just so not fair to us living people. I mean, I, I don't get it. Like, we, we, ha- we don't stand a chance. But to answer your story, yes, there is still believed to be a hoodoo in Savannah today. It's just very well hidden underground. It's just it's normal to know that it's practiced still by somebody. Somebody has passed it down to their children that paid attention. And mm-hmm. so, of course, to an extent, it's even if it's not actively practiced, it's still the believed. Stories. They know the stories their grandparents, parents, etc. told them. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's your heritage. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I greatly appreciate it. I do all of the writing for these shows myself, so it means a lot that you guys sit here and listen to what I have to say. Like I said, I believe every city has a story to tell, and I want to tell it. So don't forget, if you want to keep up and not miss anything, even social media-wise, you can always hit me up on the Instagram page for the podcast, at hauntedology or my personal instagram at megs underscore noel that's m-e-g-g-s underscore n-o-e-l 
or on Twitter at Hauntedology and at Megan Noel Fit.